it's Billy Gowers from the Western Bulldogs. Louisa Cheatley from Seven News. Mitch Cleary from AFL Nation. Cal Toomey from AFL.com.au. Tim Mitchell from the Herald Sun Super Footy team. Warney from the AFL Traders. Millie Dalton from Gogglebar. You're, You're listening, listening to the Four Quarter Time Welcome to Ep15 of Four Quarter Time on a miserable Monday evening. We've braved the terrible weather, a power outage as well, but we're, we're back. Jack's with me. Lockie's with me. He's returned from Noosa. It's the original three minus speaker who's still, unfortunately, overseas. But Lockie, I'll start with you. How are you going? Refreshed after a great trip away. Yeah, very refreshed. So I'm absolutely stoked to be back here in Planny's guest room, <laughs> I guess you'd call it. I'm ready to go. Planny, as per usual, we're back again. How are you? I'm good, AJ. As you mentioned before, bit of a, it was a, nearly a bit of a hiccup tonight. I wasn't sure if this episode was actually going to happen if we would go to air. Power outage. Now, my I reckon it was about maybe an hour ago, a couple of hours ago, my house, complete blackout. Um, well, not complete blackout. We had like two lights that were on for some reason. Every, every other part of the house, complete blackout. Sent you guys a message being like, geez, I don't know if we can do this. Bring the torches. Bring the torches. I said, look, we might have to do a podcast by candlelight, at which PC you jumped and said, yes, that's a brilliant idea. Podcast by candlelight. Romantic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two red candles ready to go. Put it in the middle of the table. But And then as soon as you guys walked in, what happened? You couldn't have written the script any better. Lockie and I arrived at the same time, walk into the plant household. Lockie takes one step into the living room and... <laughs> <laughs> let there be light. Let there be light. The lights come on. Yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's just like the second coming, you know, you've come back from Noosa. I'm just full of energy and power. <laughs> can light up any room. How long have you been sitting on that one for? <laughs> no time. <laughs> no time at all. It's like the demagogue and arrived, the lights. Are... Ah, someone's, someone's watching Stranger Things. Yeah, three seasons in 11 days. <laughs> It's a, it's, a, it's a good binge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, how good. It's actually not a big binge because it's a small episode, eight episodes per season. Yeah, you can get through it pretty quickly. Se- season two had nine episodes, but yeah, it's 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 not. When you binge Game of Thrones in that time, <laughs> like you, you did, Jack. Oh yeah, that's that's, that's something to, that's something to brag about. <laughs> As I said, it's teeming outside in Melbourne on this Monday night. But lucky you've it's a Tuesday night, by the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention it before, but since you've said it twice now, it's actually Tuesday night. <laughs> Lost <laughs> when you're not when you're not on a working week, you kind of just be, all the days just merge into one. Uh, Lockie, it's Tuesday night here, teaming outside. You've ventured back from Noosa, but the weather was much better up there, and it just wasn't the weather that created a stir. What? <laughs> <laughs> is that the love thing you want me to talk about? No, the was, love thing. Ooh, what love on. thing? Hang on, what are you talking about? Love thing. What's that? What's that? <laughs> what caused the stir? What's the... Lo- I don't know. You just said it was a great no, trip. We're, love- we, I'm, <laughs> we're off the record right now. I'm rattled. I'm rattled. We have absolutely no idea what Lockie's no. on about. But, um... Stop. This is not going to air. Cut this all out. Start the whole point again. <laughs> what is your question angling at? Just your trip to Noosa. Uh, ask it again. That's all that's going <laughs> Well, as the listeners know, it's bloody pissing down on, on this Tuesday night. Take three. Lockie's ventured to Noosa over the last week. That's why he was missing last week. 
and I'm sure the weather would have been much nicer up there. How was your trip? It was it was lovely. 24 and sunny every single day. Got the speedos on. <laughs> went for a swim in the morning. Had a latte. Just lived. Just lived for two weeks. So you you finally decided to live. Yeah, well, not far off moving up there with Eddie. Really, it's yeah. a lovely lifestyle up there. So you could you could see yourself becoming a full time Queenslander. Yeah, but all too many bogons up there. I think <laughs> bogons, a couple too many, but not far off. Oh, you'd fit in nicely then. Would have thought. Yeah, I'm a low key bogon. So you you caught up with Eddie, my bro. I did. How was he? I saw the kayak actually. Did you? No, yeah. Did you actually see the kayak? I was going to ask you about the kayak. Because we nearly took it out one day. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it would have been very good. Why didn't but you? It was, nah, it was too much effort. It no. was in his garage and another friend who I was with comes in and he saw it and he goes, oh, that's a nice car. It looks brand new. <laughs> and he goes, it is brand new. <laughs> two weeks ago. $99. <laughs> what a bargain. Any, any listeners out there, um, if you're wondering why the pod might sound a little bit staggered or a little uneven right now, it's because Lockie's just taken two personal calls. Um whilst we are recording this podcast. So, Lockie, get your head back in the okay. game. I'll switch on now. <laughs> I'm a bit rattled. I'm... Normally, no, I might have to install the phones off at the door policy when you guys walk in. I mean, I don't want to have to do that, but I might have to. No, it's it's off now. I'm fully, <laughs> fully concentrated on the podcast. We had a go at our last uh, debutant last week, Chaz. Mm. His computer went off a couple of times, which we proceeded to have a go at him for. But, geez, not two personal phone calls. Well, exactly. If I knew Lockie would be taking two personal phone calls the week later, I'd say, Chaz, don't you worry, mate. This is fine. We can deal with this. It's all good. I'm an important person these days. I've <laughs> got a okay. lot going on. <laughs> like what? What do you got going on these days? Um, the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of Chaz, <laughs> our last few weeks... They've been a bit different, haven't they, Planny? They have been different. It's the last four or five weeks, I reckon it's been now. We've had a revolving door guest, or revolving seat, you might say, revolving microphone, whatever you want to call it. We've had the uh, special guests. I've really enjoyed it, hearing a new voice each week. Um, we've had Tim Lloyd. Lloyd was on twice, two weeks in a row, backed it up. Then we had uh, Jack Winter, Swanee. And then last week was Chaz. So, Lockie, I asked you, because you weren't here last week, and Chaz filled in for you. Yeah. Did you listen to the pod? I did, and I thought Chaz did a, quite a good job. And I've had a brilliant idea on the spot right now. Oh, here we go. Because it's not in the rundown, but Lockie's <laughs> list this week, ranking the performances by the four. Oh, oh this is exciting. We're going to do it on top of the head right now. <laughs> I love it. Lockie Lockie, list. You've, you've just almost redeemed yourself from those two phone calls. In fourth place. Wait, wait, wait. We can't start a Lockie list. <laughs> oh, yeah. Without. I'm always making lists. Oh. In fact, that's probably why Steven Spielberg cast me as Oscar Schindler, Schindler's List. And I said, Steven, I make lists all the time. And he said, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Thanks again for that, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> so, in at fourth place. Here we go. Do you want me fourth to first or first to fourth? No, nah, fourth. fourth to first. Fourth you gotta, you to gotta first. build it up. Fourth place. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm I've never do... been this excited for a lucky list. This is unbelievable. I'm going with Jack Winter. Oh! Oh! <laughs> that. Fourth position. <laughs> he, was, he was hot the first 10 minutes. He was loving it. Mm. Then he just acted like his cat had been killed or something. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he? He went on quiet and he's a bit grumpy. 
And we finished the show and AJ's like, he seemed disappointed that he didn't live up to his expectations. <laughs> his performance is a bit like Collingwood in last year's grand final. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, started off yeah. strong but couldn't quite Not finish sure what happened it. Jeez, killed his cat. <laughs> Does he even have a cat? No, he doesn't. <laughs> Not anymore. Uh, third place, I'm going with Tim Hall. Well, there you go. I don't have too much negative to say about him. He was serviceable. Mm. I enjoyed him there. Had some good lines, but he comes at third. I feel like Tim... Like I enjoyed Tim as well. I thought Tim was, was uh, very good. Yeah. But I think he was... He um, It was to his detriment that he was the first guest yeah. we had. Like, he didn't have any other guests to go And he off. probably needed a few episodes to build into it. Yeah. And a few beers as well. Second place, Chaz. Chaz enjoyed him. Yeah. In second, yeah. Good talker. Sensible. Um, those were his saying. Yeah. I, would have, I would have loved to have done one with Chaz. Yeah. Like, I feel like I would have bounced off as well with him. I would have loved that. I've got some chem as well. I would have loved that combination of uh, yeah. BC and Chaz. And number one. On top of Lockie. I wonder who it is. <laughs> yeah. It's Lloyd. Lloyd E. Probably pretty much because the highlight of the pod for me was when he we started talking alien theories. <laughs> oh, boy, oh boy, was that my highlight as well. I could have I could have spent two hours talking about it. He was just so Lloyd. comfortable and he was so happy. God, and I just loved Lloyd's presence on the pod. Oh, it was great. It would have worked well last week with the uh, 50 year anniversary of the moon landing. Oh, we would have gone rogue about that as well. Oh, that's a great call, actually. We should, uh, we should try well, and get him back for a second. The whole Area 51 Facebook thing. <laughs> we will storm Area 51. They Lloyd's can't, probably they can't stop all of us. <laughs> Lloyd probably started that. <laughs> I love that list. That's probably my favourite list of the whole year. So there you go. So what was it? It was 24, Tim 3, Chaz 2, Lloyd on top at number one. Lockie, have you heard from Dan recently? Haven't spoken to him, but I've seen a lot of action on social media. He'd be a man. Speaking of social media, Instagram over the last week has decided to get rid of likes. Love it. But I'll tell you a man who wouldn't love it, Dan Speck. Yeah, he'd hate it, yeah. actually. I've been, I've, have we heard his opinion on it yet? I'm not sure if he's mentioned what he thinks of it. Um, Maybe I think I know he has. He doesn't like it. He doesn't, does he? No, he doesn't. He's not a he fan. Doesn't. Of course he doesn't like it. It's all about... You know, it's all about it's it's it's, it's a nice feeling getting likes. And Speaky gets a lot. He gets a lot of likes on him. Good looking so popular, man, man. Yeah, good looking and popular. Yeah, exactly. He's got it all going for him. But I'm uh, not his sporting ability. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> not not everything. I, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I honestly do not know what I was thinking. I, I clearly jumped the gun there. Thanks for pulling me off for that, Lucky. Um, but I'm I don't mind it. I mean, to be honest, I don't really have that big of an opinion on it. I couldn't. I don't really care that much. But you know. They're bringing it back to the basics. They're bringing it back to why Instagram was there in the first place, which was to just enjoy photos and enjoy videos. Well, they are. Yeah, I'll, I, tell you, I'll tell you who won't like it will be the Steph Claire Smiths of the world yeah, and the Insta bloggers and the yeah. Insta influencers. They will absolutely hate it. And the fact that they hate it brings me joy. There was an article today <laughs> on the Sydney Morning Herald about a like 25-year-old uh, influencer who had a mental breakdown last night. Because of the life because thing. of the life situation. Friggin' hell, yeah, mental breakdown. Oh, but well, I think it will, they they probably lose a fair bit of money, wouldn't they? Well, this is this is I've heard a speaking of conspiracy theories off air. But this is another one. <laughs> Everyone is saying that Instagram has the right motives in doing this it's mm. because it's like um, trying to reduce the amount of like. Uh, social anxiety exactly yeah. right with the constant pressure of getting more likes than the next person. Yeah. But what they what some people are saying is that Instagram has coincidentally, or it could be more than a coincidence, at the same time of getting rid of this, have now added a 
new function to Instagram where you can boost, boost your engagement. So because obviously now it's not about who likes it and who you can see how many likes, but there's like a paid function where you can boost your posts. Really? Because cool. you can boost your Tinder profiles as well. <laughs> Ten dollars for a boost. <laughs> how much money have you spent on that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> He's just had yeah. yeah. about fifty bucks now, probably <laughs> after after the week in Noosa. <laughs> hypothetically, hypothetically. But the reason we started this is Dan. Oh Dan, yes. Sorry, we've gone rogue as Lloyd would have. Dan's in Europe still, having a great time, and I think he's going to return. He's returning on Sunday or this week, some stage. He's going to be back for Ep sixteen. I'm keen for his return. Massive back next week. It's it's been a, it's been a while actually. I mean, it feels like it has been a lot longer than what it has been. And have we missed him? I have. I really miss you, Dan. <laughs> but it's, we all have. He's gone a bit quiet since going overseas. It's like he doesn't really care for us anymore. I tell you what, it's not a bad call. He has gone off the radar. He doesn't even comment on how the episodes are. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, he hasn't given us that much feedback. And normally, him and his brother love the feedback. And we, and we, and we, enjoy, <laughs> we enjoy the feedback they provide, but it's been lacking. And... I know there's a bit of a time difference. We'll give him that, but, you know, come on. Yeah, and the got more important things to see and do doesn't really cut it, I don't think. Mm. Especially when he's part of the original four. Yeah. Maybe. Should should Dan have to re-audition? <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd could just take his spot all the time, almost. We should get Lloyd, uh, Speaky to come next week. We'll all come early and we'll open up the door and we'll have just Lloyd sitting in Dan's seat <laughs> with Dan's mic. <laughs> Sorry, Dan, not, not today. <laughs> Tell you what, if I had to decide, do I want to hear someone talk about AFL footy boots or do I want to hear someone talk about Area 51 conspiracies, <laughs> I think I know where I'm leaning towards. <laughs> Veteran journalist Robert Crash Craddock on SEN. He does a weekly segment with Jared Whateley on SEN and he named on Monday morning his top three Australian sports people right now. And the top three were in third place, Elise Perry, number two, Sam Kerr, and number one, world number one, Ash Barty. Guys, what do you think of the list? I think it's a pretty good indicator of how good women's sport is going at the moment. Yeah, no, I agree, AJ. Um, I, th- I feel like you can't really dispute Barty number one, you know, world number one tennis player. Unfortunately, she couldn't quite um, proceed in Wimbledon the way that we wanted her to. But yeah, no, great list. Any other names that come to mind, Lockie? Oh, I I agree with Barty at one. Yeah. Definitely. Number one in the world. And Kira at two. Mm. She came fifth in the Ballon d'Or. And, and also, I agree with those two because women's tennis and women's soccer is a very, very high standard. It's elite. Elise Perry at number three, I disagree with. And instead, I'd have Ben Simmons from oh, the Philadelphia yeah. 76ers. Yeah. I think to achieve what he has, he was Rookie of the Year. He's a star of the NBA. He was an all-star last year, last season. And he's only his second season and gets triple doubles and everything. And I think to make it in the NBA, yeah, it's probably a bit harder. Yeah, She's accomplished a lot, but to make it in the NBA, it's like pretty hard. It's a worldwide sport. Mm. He's up against like, billions of people. Yeah, really. up against like heaps and needs of and he's people had to, and freakish athletes. Yeah. And he's come from Melbourne. Yeah, he's had to go So I'd have, I've had him at number three. But I agree with Barty and Kerr. And another one for the list potentially is um, Sally Fitzgibbons, a surfer. Oh, yeah. Goes under the radar, yeah. Sally Fitzgibbons. She because was mentioned on this podcast in Wild World of Sport a few yeah. weeks ago. I saw in a tweet that she's um, won more world titles at her age than what Kelly Slater had 
at yeah, the same can. age. So, and she's number one as well. So she's a mm. freak in her own sport. So I guess that poses the question from those three top Australian, top three Australian sports people that crash named on SEN earlier in the week. We're going to ask the question on 4QT. Who are the top three AFL footballers of 2019? Lockie, we'll start with you. So to clarify, is this going off their seasons in 2019? Yeah. Purely 2019 based. Yeah. My top three, Brody Grundy, been dominating. Marcus Bontempelli, I think he's been the best midfielder this year. I've got him over Tim Kelly. And number three, who's not one of the, the names on the rundown, even though we've got Ron Marshall and Travis Spoke. You're <laughs> not happy about. I've got Jeremy Cameron. Number three. Jeremy Cameron in the top three. Mm. He's kicked, what, 54 goals. He's kicked bags. Lots and lots of bags. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you need to do, really. <laughs> no, well, he's back in form. He played, he kicked six against um, Collingwood on the weekend. Played well against us, kicked three. And he's just had a really good season. Been the best forward by a mile. And he's pretty much held up Gino versus forward line because no one else. Jeremy Finlayson's his second-hand man. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, I got Cameron in the top three for the season. Yeah, like it. I'll, I'll go next, Planny. It actually may astound you, but Lockie and I do have a lot of disputes on and off the podcast, but I'm agreeing with two of his three. So in first place, I've got Brody Grundy. In second place, I've got Marcus Bontempelli, and our third player differs, but I've gone for, this may be a bit controversial, but third place, Lockie Whitfield. Whitfield? Wow, he's missed a lot of footy. He's missed a bit of footy this year. <laughs> I, only missed, I only missed four or five games, but I think... <laughs> The amount of metres gained, on average, he's number one for metres gained in the comp. And the difference he makes to that GWS side is, I think he's the most impactful player for his side, probably besides Brody Grundy in the comp. Where does Marshall come in? <laughs> Fourth player? <laughs> I think Rowan Marshall's probably been the most improved player of 2019. Yeah, well, that's yeah. fair. It's yep. most improved. I don't know if he's in the top 10 in the comp at the moment. <laughs> Just putting it there for the debate. <laughs> He's doing well for the super coach players out there, is Ryan Marshall. Um, I suppose it comes to me now, and I have not had any time to prepare for this, but I'm... Can going... I guess? Bonson Pelly, <laughs> Josh Dunkley, <laughs> and the crate. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I did flirt with that idea. <laughs> um, but I'm going to go with Bonson Pelly at one. Um no surprises there. I, I did notice. I think it was it Tim Watson. He said Bontempelli is the number one player at the moment. At the moment, uh, at the moment. Um, so me and Tim Watson on the same page. I'll go with Grundy second. Um, best ruckman in the comp. Does it all. And I'm going to go with. Oh, jeez. I'm going to go with third. Definitely not going to go Whitfield. And I'm going to go. I'm going to go with uh, Tim Kelly. He's dropped it off a last couple of weeks. He's not quite playing the way he did at the start, but he burst onto the scene last year, and this year he's continued that form for the majority of the year. So that's my top three, Bont, Grundy, and TK. TK for free. Very nice. And if you just look at the AFL Coaches Association votes at the moment, the leaderboard reads Tim Kelly in first place. So he's eight votes clear of Marcus Bont and Pelly in third spot. Equal tied third is Patrick Cripps and Lockie Neal, followed by Ben Cunnington, Nat Fife, and Brody Grundy. Jeez, Grundy's down a bit. Interestingly enough, Luke Shuey is in the top 10 
Your man Jeremy Cameron's down there on 46. <laughs> He's my a fair man, way down. My man Lucky Whitfield not there though, so. <laughs> this midfielders just get all the votes. It's ridiculous. You're not a big fan of the midfielders. Get no, too like, much notoriety. I like, you know, why isn't Dylan Grimes up there? Yeah, I was waiting for you to know. I was waiting for you to know in the back pocket. Why can't, why can't the media respect players like that? Tough, hard defenders. It's because key the, forwards. Well, it's t- a much harder role to mate, play I'll, than I'll, playing in the midfield and getting thirty. Mate, I will tell you why. As a back pocket here, as a heart and soul back pocket player myself, the hard work just goes unnoticed because it's it's not as sexy. It's it's the one percenters that no one really seems to care about on the service. So it, it's, it's it's what it is. Midfielders they rack it up, get thirty touches each week, and then they're praised. But the thing is, if you look at a lot of the midfielders' kicking efficiency, it's shocking. Yeah, they just butcher it. Yeah. Well, it's not even the media in this case. It's the coaches. The coaches Coach, aren't even yeah. giving their own defenders credit. <laughs> Stuff you coaches. I've <laughs> got no idea what's going on with the game. Posing a lot of hypothetical questions tonight on 4QT, and I saw one floating around on Twitter this afternoon. I thought I'd love to raise this on the podcast tonight, on this Tuesday evening and get your opinions on what are the best and worst months of a calendar year for sport. <laughs> oh, for sport. Oh, here we go. We just have a quick gaze across the 12 months in January. We've got the Big Bash, Oz Open. February is a Super Bowl. March, round one, kicks off Richmond v. Carlton. April, we've got the Anzac Day clashes. The Masters in the PGA Tournament. May, the French Open tennis. June, NBA playoffs. July, this July has been jam-packed with sport with Wimbledon, British Open, the ICC Cricket World Cup. September, obviously, the Spring Racing Carnival, as well as the AFL Final Series before the Grand Final being played in October, before rounding out on December 26th is the Boxing Day Test. Jeez, we have a lot of sport in the calendar year, so I think it's going to be a tough one picking your favourite month and also the worst month of the year for sport. Well, my favourite month for sport this happens to be my favourite month in general. Is it's got to be September. Absolutely love September. Just as a just as a month. Like you're a massive Christmas guy, though. I am a massive Christmas guy. December comes in a close second, but September, especially if you live in Melbourne, when the flowers start to bloom and spring hits, is there a better is there a better time to be outdoors? Really? Well, let me pose this to you, Jack. Here we go. Friday night. Yep. Go down to Amy Park, and you can watch. Uh, Melbourne Victory versus Melbourne City in the derby. Next day, get up, Boxing Day test. Uh, <laughs> watch Australia versus Bangladesh. Are they versus you? Probably. I don't know. Australia versus... Uh, is it Ashes this year in summer? No, no, no. They start in a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Australia versus someone. He's, he's in the cricket. Break oh, and from sport, and then the test finishes. Walk over to Melbourne Arena. Roof oh, open. Tell you what, you NBL oh. Melbourne United. They're playing on Saturday night. The throwdown. Melbourne United, South East Melbourne. Jeez. Yeah. You actually, you actually. Is there a better weekend than that? I tell you, you actually starting to change my mind here a little bit. <laughs> you know what? I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. December. Far out, guys. The, the, the Boxing Day test. Double head up. The, what they call it? The Boxing Day NBL match. They yeah, got some silly the, name the, for uh, the open air. It's the throwdown now. Because you, know, you know, this is the new team, South East Melbourne. Yeah. Team. You're forgetting one event as well. The city to Hobart. Stop that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's the throwdown, mate. So that's what they call it. They're not calling it the showdown. They call it the throwdown. Oh, the throwdown, yeah. So, yeah. But no, that's actually that's actually a great call. 
now that I can watch my Southeast Phoenix just after the Boxing Day test, and then the day before I go watch me, uh, me Melbourne Victory Boys go at it <laughs> against Melbourne Heart or whatever they call. Because you love your Victory Boys. Love <laughs> <laughs> your Victory Boys. Oh, I feel stiff on September though. I mean, how, how about this? I'll, September will still be my favourite month in general, but when it comes to sport, it'll be December now. And my least favourite has <laughs> got to be probably February. I don't give a stuff about the Super Bowl. Like I honestly don't. Yeah, it's a bad. I time. don't care at what all. What about November and, as well? What's in November? Yeah, what is in November? You haven't even got it there. No, because just, I have no just, idea what's on. You just skipped it entirely. Why have November as a month? Why can't you just go <laughs> October straight to December? Tell you what, it's actually so true because everyone loves December because it's like end of the year Christmas time, and November's like that limbo period where it's like no, oh, was it like the APLs started up and the NBA started up? For the international sports fans like me, we can enjoy November. <laughs> For the patriotic um, ones, like I me. agree that February is just horrible though, because the, by then the big bash is dragged on for two oh, or two weeks. That's actually way. That's true. The like all the good cricket's done. Yeah, and the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Because they really care for that. Because January, you sort of you January, you're loving the big bash. Yeah, but then it's like every single day for like six weeks on end. Also, November you get the uh, trade, all the trades, AFL trade. Oh, the silly us. season. That, that is you enjoyable. guys enjoy that. Yeah, My word, do I enjoy SCN that. SCN Talkback, our group chat goes off <laughs> during November. Is there Has there ever been a greater invention than trade radio? That, you know, your man created that. Don't tell me it was Damo. Damo. Damo <laughs> created, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was like Mitch Cleary. Nah, Damo well before that. Oh. So Damo was in... Cleary just took over. It's the only good thing Damo's done. It's <laughs> a <laughs> trade radio. Get rid of sliding doors and they'll be happy. I'll never forget mowing the lawn at the back of a, someone's house, working trade radio on, and Hutchie and uh, Damo Barrett having a private phone call <laughs> live on air. The way you, So you were actually listening to I heard it all. I was so confused. That is so bizarre. Can you explain it, AJ, what happened? So there were, it was the morning of like a trade radio an hour program, and I wasn't listening live. I remember Lockie messaged me straight away. And Hutchie's just overseas somewhere because he travels so much and usually just out of the country and, and he just calls in um, for Trade Radio as well as his Sounding Board podcast, weekly podcast with Damien Barrett. And just on this occasion, the producer had somehow just gone, because it's live, they've obviously turned on their mics and just in an ad break, they've kept their mics on and Hutchie's on a boat somewhere in the middle of nowhere and he's just like, to Damo, can you hear those? It's the waves lapping against my feet. <laughs> Who says that? And then Damo's just like, oh shit, we've got a problem. <laughs> We're on air. You can actually imagine Damo freaking about that. So what, so what do you think of PC Wheel? Like, is this a meme? Like, what's going on? It was just, it went for, it was five very enjoyable minutes. It went on for ages. Because <laughs> Hachi was about to go on air like soon. So I kind of talked about what they're going to talk about and stuff. Right, okay. And Hachi was paranoid that like they'd found out that he's on a yacht living it up and all this stuff. Like he wanted to lie about something like that. So he's like, just don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. I, just, I, wasn't, I didn't want to touch my phone or anything because I don't know if it was just me who had tapped into this phone <laughs> or everyone else on trade radio. But I had to wait until like cut and then I got my phone out and message AJ and everyone else. So you thought you were one of the kids from Stranger Things <laughs> yeah. tapping into the government radio, the Russian government radio. <laughs> thought, here we go, I'm on here. I have to say my favourite month is January. I'm just put that out there. You know how much of a tennis nuffy I am. So I can't go past the month that has 
the Hopman Cup, Australian Open, Big Bash, as well as the NFL playoffs for a bit of international flavor out there. For my worst month of the year, I'm going to have to either say, we've already kind of touched on November, and as planning you alluded to, February. Besides mm. the Super Bowl, which is in the first week of February anyway, the rest is just like JLT, yeah. which really doesn't matter. AFLX, which is no longer... It's, it's dead now. to exist. AFLX RIP. Can I just pick you up on something, AJ? You're talking about how you enjoy the uh, NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Last year, we asked him to name three... Pl- After he came back from America, we said <laughs> name three players that play in the NFL. He goes, ah, Tim Brady. No, I, that Tim is Brady. such a lie. And then he goes, <laughs> the, the, the Gronk. <laughs> <laughs> give us one more, give us one more. He's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> even I wouldn't have said Tim Brady. I love how he's just controlling the show. He's like, oh, nah, no Zara chat. Can't go to air with Zara chat. So we'll just throw AJ under the bus for a completely fabricated story. <laughs> that's a thing. That's a thing, PC. You poke, you, you poke AJ one too many times. He's in control of this podcast. He can put whatever he wants in on this podcast. I'm actually playing with fire. <laughs> but I love it. I'm living on the edge. Enough is in the bag. Or stock is attached. Head is mighty black. Got the boosters black to match. All right, guys. Very excited for this. Well, I'm, I'm not as excited as I was the last couple of weeks for this segment because I hadn't. Last couple of weeks, I had a new guest here that I could impress um, live, but there's no one here to, to impress live. But it is time for enough of the week. So we can be excited. <laughs> I'm about excited. It. Yeah, thanks, AJ. You're a little bit impressed, which is good. It is time for enough of the week again. Um, now this week I've actually got a couple of people to get through here it was a nuff filled week I could have nuffed you a couple of times lucky for your earlier shenanigans but I'm looking a bit beyond that now and there's a couple there's a couple of people I've got to get through so a couple honourable mentions the first honourable mention goes to AJ's idol in life AJ loves this man so much um, I, I think you, you probably love him more than anyone in this entire universe that of course is Matthew Lloyd Lockie loves him now it could have been that could have been so many people. <laughs> Were you racking your bat and brain trying yeah. to figure? First thought was the Maroon Five lead singer. <laughs> Who's that? Adam Levine. Adam Levine. I'll nuffy him. Yeah, there you go. Then I thought Damo Barrett. Yeah, true. He'd be up there. Then I thought himself. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at Matthew Lloyd. Another bad singer there. Lordo. Lordo is uh, he's a bit outspoken. We love him on the Sunday Footy Show. But a bit of footage has come back to haunt him that he said last year on Trade Radio. Of all the places. Of all places that we were loving. And let's just have a listen to what he said about what he thought about Brisbane. He wants to leave Fremantle because he wants to go to a team that's closer to winning a premiership. Brisbane won four and a half games, didn't they, this year? (laughs) So Brisbane are that far off. I know people might think, okay, we've got... Uh, you know, McCluggage and we've got yeah. obviously Zorka and we've got Hibble. Dane Beams and Hibble, but they are that far off a premiership that, it's not funny surely that couldn't be his reasons I'm, for going with, I'm with you as well Lord Owen so you think Frio's quite still flag oh, I think they're both yeah, level similar. they're similar I, I think Brisbane don't play finals next year for, the, for those thinking that Lockie Newell makes Brisbane play finals next Harris year Harris Andrews full year at risk of making a big statement that's going to come back to haunt me <laughs> as, as things can happen yeah. at this time of year 
For me, Brisbane don't make They've finals. got to win another nine games Correct. on what they did this yeah. year. Yeah, and the Fremantle home and ground advantage is way stronger than what Brisbane mm. have been able to do. So, If they could have a North Melbourne like here, yeah. that would be massive for the Brisbane Lions. Mm. All right, so I forgot to mention Kane Corns as well. So Kane Corns, having a go at my second team of all time, Brisbane Lions. I bloody love love the Brisbane Lions. I I will not stand by anyone saying a bad word about them as I live and breathe. How dare you, Lordo and Kane Corns. And the ironic thing is, Cornsy was like, "Uh, at the risk of this coming back to bite me. Well, guess what, mate? They just bit you. Lloydy did um, what Speaky did to me, which is before the 2017 season. He said, Richmond are so far off a flag, it's not even funny. And then we beat them in the grand final. Jeez, that would have made it that much sweeter. And Lloyd did the exact same thing as well in the off season. He's like, Richmond's game plan's outdated. Mm. Um, David Hardwick has got to go. Done the exact same thing. Yeah, he's got no idea. These so-called experts, they just... I swear they don't even... Like, they just say shit. They don't even I, think I about like it. Lloyd and Corns, but they try to be, like, too hard. Yeah. They try to be too, like, outrageous. Um, Mitch, Cleary, Mitch Cleary's like, you know, he's, he's a sensible one there. Yeah. He's trying yeah. to chime in and be like, you know, Harry Sanders playing a full year. <laughs> he's playing a full year. And- <laughs> <laughs> so, what well, only you, Mitch, but, jeez, Corns and Lloyd, oh. Bloody hell. So, that's honourable mention number one. Now, honourable... That's three nuffs in one, or two and a half. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I could have split up those honourable mentions for each of them, but I'll, I'll, I'll give a general honourable mention for all uh, two and a half of them. Honourable mention number two. Now, do you guys subscribe to any of the big newspapers in Melbourne, by any chance? No, I'm, I'm thinking of you know, The Age, The Herald Sun. No. You don't? Herald Sun, I've got a subscription. you got Herald Sun. Well, you probably would have come across this honourable mention there. Herald Sun's propaganda. Carry on. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to dispute that comment. Like, I'm not going to dispute that. But Herald Sun this week, they're probably the renowned for being the, probably the biggest sporting um, newspaper in Victoria, if not Australia. Anyway, they did the match report. Not sure if you saw this on the Western Bulldogs St Kilda game on the weekend. Uh, unfortunately, my Bulldogs lost. Played a terrible game, but St Kilda played really, really well. And they've got here the bests, as they always do in the match reports. So they've got the bests. Um, first of all, they've got the, the umpires and the bests for each team. So they've got the umpires were uh, Ryan, Mollison, and Heffernan. And then they have the bests for the Bulldogs was Dunkley, Wood, Dixon, Dale, McRae. And the bests for St Kilda were Ryan, Mollison, and Heffernan. <laughs> so either that's a terrible typo or either the person writing the match report is a big, nuffy dog supporter and gone, geez, those umps helped out the Saints on the weekend. <laughs> They'll probably best on ground for them, I reckon. Let's just put them in the best. Um, so North, it should, that should have been for the North Melbourne Brisbane game. Yeah, you no. weren't happy, were you? Lucky was filthy. I don't know why I got so fired up. You <laughs> got so fired up. I had a few drinks. I was, I was sitting in a bar watching the end oh, of the really? game on my phone. Out. <laughs> and it kind of like clicked that lines were fighting top four. We were fighting top four, and I just really wanted North to win. I just thought it was a fair bump. And they've called it. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, look, it was a very questionable decision, uh, but. I think you made this point, AJ. A couple of moments before that, they paid a questionable decision in favour of North Melbourne. Mm. So you know that resulted in a Ben Brown goal. Yeah. So I was all for the decision being incorrect against uh, Tarrant um, for Oscar Mar- McInerney. Didn't think it was a free kick, but people have to remember that only moments earlier, as you yeah. said, Jack, that North did get a goal for no reason as well. So they cancelled each other out. Yeah, they, they swing in roundabouts. I find the umps. Um, but there you go. So that's two busy you second hand, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do that, I don't think they do. 
No, the only reason he cares is because it affects the Richmond. Richmond. He, just, he just said Brisbane are fighting for top four, so I, was, I really wanted North to win. <laughs> not about fairness, yeah, his, not the fairness or integrity of the game, just about his Tigers. This is a, it was a crap call. <laughs> All right, guys, it brings me a lot of enjoyment because we come to the winner of Nuffy of the Week, and I always get an extra bit excited when the winner of Nuffy of the Week is sitting in the room with me. Lockie, it's not you. I know your heart was probably singing just now. It's actually you, AJ, of all people. Of all people. Now, I know you... Because for those that don't know, AJ is a uh, part-time producer with... Um, are we allowed to mention the, the station you work at? Yep. SEN, or AFL Nation, whatever you like to call it. Um, and I know, AJ, you, I know you think that none of us actually listen to you, uh, listen to the show that you produce, um, but I do. I mean, I support my mates and all their endeavours. <laughs> you don't. I, I listen to, I support all my mates and all their endeavours, no matter what it is. I stay up late on Monday nights. I make sure I get my fill. And I came across something that, AJ, I think you'll be shocked to hear, but... Because producers, as we know, they, 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 they just push buttons. That's all. That's what I thought, at least. I'm just a behind-the-scenes you're, man. You're, well, you're nothing more than a, just a dirty old button pusher, mate. That's all you do. But I was shocked. I was absolutely shocked when I heard, coming through my radio, radio waves, the golden tonsils of the voice of Adrian Johnson. <laughs> Could not believe it because you were helping with a quiz. You came up with the questions. <laughs> and one of the questions... You came up with made absolutely no sense, <laughs> so they had to get AJ on, and let's just hear how he tried to wiggle his way out of this. Yes, indeed. Which AFL ladder position from first to eighteenth has the worst win loss record? Ooh, <laughs> uh, Gold Coast. No. Uh, <laughs> I- I don't understand this question, Adrian. Wait, yeah, what is that? Doesn't it mean? Doesn't it mean you've uh, you've won the least games? I'm, I'm, I'm just starting to get an explanation <laughs> through my ear, and I still don't get it. So, Adrian, come in here. Come in. I'm going to get now. Adrian's helped me out producing the show. I'm going to get him to come in and explain this question. Come on. All right. Come on in, Adrian, please. Uh, ah. You won't be able to hear. Uh, chuck some headphones on. Chuck get, chuck some headphones on. Ah. Jump on any one of the mics there. There's about 82 of them in here. Just get on one over here. Get on this one here. Now, Adrian, uh, Adrian, say uh, say hello to Matt. Um, say hello to Matt and Cheltenham. G'day, Matt. It's Adrian. <laughs> now, now, Adrian... The question is, which AFL ladder position from 1st to 18th has the worst win-loss record? So if you disregard the actual team, so it's got nothing to do with which AFL team it is, but if you look at what ladder positions that team was in at the start of every round and then you worked out a win-loss record from that ladder position. So... (laughs) I still... So, for example, <laughs> right. Geelong is first at the moment. Geelong have been first for the last 10 rounds. Something So, hypothetically, oh, if Geelong was first for right. the last 10 rounds, you look at the last 10 rounds of that ladder position and if how many games they've won. Yes. 
or lost in the last 10 Matt, minutes. Matt, you, have, you, have you cottoned on like I am? I'm a lot Perth. I'm two hours late. But are you with us? <laughs> what a zinger. Uh, well, I'm an accountant and I'm still struggling. So, <laughs> All right. So, Matt, what Adrian's saying is which ladder position? Yep. So going into every round. Yep. Uh, so each week you've second played fourth or yep. first played 18th or... Yep. So just the actual ladder position itself, if you went through every round this year and whoever was in second mm-hmm. at the time, but the ladder position second yep. or ladder position yep. fourth or ladder position seventh, or so which ladder position yep. has the worst win-loss record? Just out of pure logic, I'm just going to say 18. No, it's not. Matt, Adrian, thank you for explaining that. I'm with you. Matt, I'm sorry, but I understand it now, so... Oh, my word. Now, AJ, I know I said I support my friends in all their endeavours, but that has got to be the worst 10 minutes of radio I've ever listened to in my time. I think you showed us um, what people text in, and one of the texts said, like, if it takes this long to explain the question, shall we just move on to the next one? <laughs> then there were another, like, eight, there were about eight texts that had come through saying the answer. So there were people out there that knew the answer. So the people that didn't know it. And I got home and after work last night and... You would have been so disappointed. I was stoked that I got it there, really. But I <laughs> walk in and I'm just like, oh, what's on air tonight? Like, bizarre. And then I told them, told mum and dad that I, like, wrote this question. And dad, who... avid listener on the podcast, but not a huge footy fan. I just say the question and say, dad's like, second. <laughs> Knew it straight away. He's like... It's like, how the hell did you know that? Oh, the guys at work were talking about it today. So, oh, there you go. It's a, it's a water cooler, you know, t- topic of discussion. So, th- they should have known. They should have known. How tempted were you when you got up to the microphone and they told you to say hi? It's going, hello and welcome. <laughs> I know. I was so sad you didn't give a 4QT plug. That would have been massive. I'm going to ask you, AJ, now having completely butchered that question, do you now have a newfound respect for our man Lockie Pierce, who has to come up with a quiz every other week and come up with questions. Do you have a new fan respect for Lockie? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't supported by my host either. Yeah, didn't, make, didn't didn't clarify things, did he? Actually, I was going to say that he made things ten times worse with his explanation. <laughs> what was he? Why was he bringing up first versus last? And why? great question. I, I don't think he understood it yet. He was. It was more behind the Perth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I enjoy his clarifying who Brisbane are versing and got wrong. He's like, Hawthorne, down in Tassie. Like, <laughs> well, that's going to help us. <laughs> just throwing in irrelevant oh. information. In the, yeah. I think he was just guessing. He didn't know. Thought, I don't know what this question is. I'm just going to guess and pretend I know. Hopefully, the guy answering it knows. Okay, so, did anyone. Well, got- uh, the funniest thing was that after our listeners had uh, enjoyed that five minutes of radio, the, the, list, the uh, next caller in line for the quiz. Uh, our host Sam just asked him, "Oh, uh, what what's the uh, answer?" And he goes, "Oh, I haven't heard the question." <laughs> oh, no. And then I just started shaking my head and like, "Not again!" So, how was the explanation the second time round? Really, it was just like, just pick a ladder position. <laughs> <laughs> Try and error. And he started giving like, then people started going seventeenth, sixteenth. If anyone out there doesn't actually know the answer, there is a hoodoo out there that Swamp on Twitter has alluded to that second on the ladder have only won four games this year. So who's second this week? Bris Vegas. Oh, no. So going off stats, Brisbane is the most likely team to lose this week. Who are they versing this week? Hawks. In Tassie. Tassie. Down in Tassie. 
So it could so help your footy tipping, really. Yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting one to go up. And as you say, if you love stats and you love those types of oddities, you know, then, then you'll enjoy that. But I feel like AJ, the host just wasn't quite prepared. No. You didn't choose your audience quite well enough. Obviously not. <laughs> Try again next time. Have they fired you? <laughs> Have you lost your job? Oh, I'm not working tonight. <laughs> Normally you're working Tuesday night. I'm worried for you, mate. It reminds me, but the Triple M... Um, quiz I was into it's a couple of weeks ago now mm. and the question was which out of these four teams is not um, a London based team and it was APL obviously Arsenal Chelsea Crystal Palace and Liverpool <laughs> and everyone went Crystal Palace what Arsenal Chelsea and it went on for ages and like it was like six or seven people, and eventually someone was like Liverpool. Unbelievable. And Eddie was like Liverpool, obviously, because that is that's based the, in Liverpool. Exactly, that's <laughs> the name of the city. That is the most ridiculous yeah. thing. Ever. I was fuming. <laughs> you would have been absolutely. I'm surprised you didn't call up. I think it was Tottenham instead of Arsenal or something like that. But oh. maybe. Maybe. Gonna call, why didn't you call up? I was just driving the word. I'm not going to get it with Shaw. I'm going to call up Eddie McGuire, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, de- well, the people, dead. People listening to donation at 10 15 at night. Quite nuffy. Oh, so there you have it. I think probably one of the longest ever nuffy of the week segments. But you know what? It was worth the wait, that one, I reckon. So well done, AJ. Enjoy the week. You've, You've deserved it. Boys, it's been a bloody long season. I don't know about you, but it hasn't gone exactly to plan. I'm definitely down on the rankings. Of course, we're talking about Supercoach. We're through 18 rounds. And the reason we bring it up this evening is because round 19 is the last home and away round of the season before Supercoach finals. Lockie, me, Planny and Speak, all of us here on 4QT are in a cash league together. And I know, Jack, geez, you've exceeded expectations. Where are you positioned on this ladder with a round to go? <laughs> well, I mean, this is a lot to Lockie's surprise, but I am currently sitting first on the cash league ladder, which is actually a lot. It's to my surprise as well. Wasn't expecting this from the old photosynthesis boys, but uh, yeah, we're first on on uh, forty eight points, so can't really complain. Although You're a game clear as well, I'm a game clear, but I'm, my team I've noticed it's just slowly starting to slip. <laughs> Everyone's catching up. Jack sits on the top. He's got the top end, and I've got, I'm, I'm, I've got the most points as well. So it's not like I'm just I'm winning the head to heads. I've been lucky with the draw. The oh points. no, he's, he's deservedly first. <laughs> He's the Tiwi Islanders, but bloody hell, Lockie, you're pretty much the bottom end of Tasmania, sitting in 18th position. I'm Only- trying to find the ladder. Are you sure I'm on bottom? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm quite sure. Yeah, year of redemption. I can see that at the bottom. <laughs> Definitely was not the year of redemption for Lockie's Supercoach team, that's for sure. Two wins, 14 losses, a dismal percentage of 93. Wow. He's also got the least total points, so he's also uh, deserving of his yeah, wooden so spoon. Good. So, Lockie, it begs the question, what went wrong? I can tell you exactly what went wrong. <laughs> About a week out, I had a very good team, like similar to what yours would have been started with than yours. Before the season started. And then a week before the season started, I watched Moneyball. Great <laughs> flick. One of Brad Pitt's best movies. And it's where him and Johnny Hill, who are like yeah. a really poor um, baseball team, they break down the whole MLB league using stats. And they find value out of players who are underpriced just like for different reasons, like they're unique and undervalued and they break down the whole sport and they make the playoffs. The finals, I think, actually. 
Um, so yeah, I thought I'd try to break down Supercoach. <laughs> <laughs> <And laughs> stats using <laughs> far out. It's a dangerous <laughs> game to play. Still, so I made worth. some really bold calls that none paid off, such as Westoff, Tom Lynch, <laughs> Rance. So the Westoff one at face value doesn't seem that bad, but he was his second ruck. <laughs> <laughs> Grundy's not worth 700k. <laughs> yeah. I remember this. The, the week before Supercoach started, you sent us all a message and was like, you guys are absolute idiots. Grundy's just going to drop in price and I'll swoop in and get him for really cheap. And, and- you just kept saying, Moneyball, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> Moneyball. <laughs> Westoff's going to be a cash cow. But Harris Andrews was another one who was part of the Moneyball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Jesus was bold, but the thing is, I'll probably do it all again next year. <laughs> <laughs> it's it was a work like, in progress. Year two is bound because the thing is, up. when it pull, when you when you pull it off, Jesus, oh, yeah. it'll be a bigger two genius. Now, AJ, what about you, my friend? Look, it comes down to the final round for me. I'm I'm positioned in eighth at the moment after oh, a dismal oh. round eighteen. It's on percentage. On percentage, eight? there are four teams stuck on thirty two points, all vying for a finals <laughs> position. <laughs> And that brings me to Dan Speak as well. He's in 12th, but he's also mathematically a chance. Yeah. Because 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th are all on 32 points, but none of them play each other this week. I'd- so hypothetically, they all could lose. Dan Speak is on a seven-game winning streak. Oh, it's And he could just swoop. Imagine if he makes finals. We'll never hear the end of it. And he's back on the pod next week. Oh. He'll tell us all about it's it. It's going to happen. He oh. kept saying it was coming. The, um, yeah. He, he, was, he had he's had such a... Uh, an air of confidence about him when he was down at the bottom of the ladder. He's like, no, no, that's fine. Like, I'll do know. a Sydney. Yeah, I'll do a Sydney. I'll come back. I'll he come wasn't back. worried, was he? And he's seven in a row. And I was, I was exactly, AJ, I was looking at the draw and I was and I was looking at all those teams who who they're playing. Speaky could make it. He just needs, and because he's got a really good percentage as well. So exactly, I'm calling it. It's going to happen, Speaky. No, and he will be a teams have to win, but he'll be a threat. I've had lots of potholes though, like Fife's. Fife's a test this week. Hearn was a late withdrawal last week. I had no cover. Surely Fife's going to come back. Is Fife not going to come back? No, he's a test apparently. So is Hearn. Both tests. Yeah, I I have Hearn and I didn't have a bench cover either. So yeah. I, I had to cop a zero on my back line. Um, so annoying. I don't know what I have to do with my bench. I've got such a bad bench. That's actually my biggest weakness, my bench. I've got one bloke playing on my bench out of everyone. Hill. Hill. Jeez, you've gone early with Hill. I had to. He I had Fife-zero. Yeah, jeez. I've got um, Clark and Hind from St Kilda, uh, but yeah, how actually I've got Hanrahan in the forward line cover. But yeah, how brutal is this? I traded Lynch out, and he's averaged a hundred since. <laughs> Jeez, that really rubs salt in the wound. But I got him back in this week. <laughs> <laughs> I did what I love, and I needed another. I needed like a eighth midfielder, so I got Lids. Delidio, yep. far out. You've kept the love for the yeah, ex-Tiger. He got 57 last week. That... 57? I've got to get him back in. <laughs> I tell you what I love is if Lynch doesn't turn up again all year, Lockie's had Tom Lynch for 21 rounds, and the two rounds he turned up, he didn't have him. <laughs> that would be very funny. I think, I, got, I think when he kicked six against Port, he just got 100. Or oh, oh, like 103 or something. Yeah. So, AJ... <clears throat> What if you could cast your crystal ball on the Supercoach League? What do you reckon will who is going to be the winner? What do you reckon? Of the whole league, yeah, of our league. Oh. I mean, for a lot of listeners out there, it's not going to be that relevant. So let's just, I don't know, try and make it as relevant as possible for listeners. <laughs> Look, Jack, I think you potentially may have a chance, but I think the favourite has to be Jacob Sando. He's 
in fourth spot at the moment. He's got a double chance. He's only in fourth by 0.3 of a percent. But what's in his favor is he's got more than 10 trades left. That is ridiculous. More than 10 trades and left. And his team is only one or two short of a of a full side of premiums. And he's got 10 trades That's left. unbelievable. What's the uh, prize money? Yeah how, much, yeah, how much is it? The prize money's $260 for first and $100 for runner-up. I tell you what, I'd be happy with this runner-up. Is it runner-up, Roz? Yeah. I reckon I can get the runner-up. You can buy a clerk if you come. There you go. <laughs> no, I've missed the sale. <laughs> <laughs> that now brings us to our round 19 crystal ball predictions. Jack, we'll start with you then. What's happening this week? All right, so I'm going to go, and I'm looking for the first Saturday game, Hawthorne v Brisbane down at Tasmania that we already mentioned. We, AJ spoke about apparently the second spot on the ladder is the hoodoo. You're going to lose apparently if you're in second position. Stuff that, AJ. <laughs> Don't talk down to the Brisbane Lions. They're going to win in Tassie to keep rolling ahead. I don't mind that. I think I still think Hawthorne might actually win. Could have been last week against Geelong. Believe in the hoodoo. <laughs> I'm a believer. Area 51. AJ? Cast my eye to Friday night. The Tigers are on a roll. The Pies had a great win against the Eagles two weeks ago, but they came crashing to reality last week after being thumped by the Giants. There's one man for the Tigers who hasn't had a stellar year. He's been pretty good, but I think he always plays his better footy in the latter half of the year when it really counts. Here we go. Dustin Martin is going to get 30 touches. and He's going to kick three goals, and the Tigers are going to win. Fantastic, fantastic. I think we're going to talk about he's, had a good, he's actually had a very good season, Martin. He's been very underrated this year. Everyone expects the world of him. Well, that's throwing me because mine, I was looking to Friday night. It's the biggest game of the year. Uh, of the round. year? <laughs> Barrett said the year. Yeah. What? The biggest game of the Colin round. Richmond, game of the year. No, just like the biggest game of the year. Because, you know, Jack Winter's been in my ear saying that we're their bunnies and they got the wood in us. They've only won two in a row against us. Um, so I was going to say we're going to finally break... The hoodoo. The hoodoo of the, the other hoodoo. She's calling me betting us. <laughs> I've no idea where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> no, because they've got an undersized uh, back line. We got exposed last week. So I was going to say that Lynch and Rewalt will feast and kick eight between them. Yep. But I don't want to do the Richmond-Collingwood game because AJ's already done that. I just wanted to put that on record. <laughs> <laughs> so that's an honourable mention of a crystal ball. I'm going to move on to Carlton and Adelaide at the MCG. <laughs> and Carlton are going to keep their good form going. Wow. And beat the Crows at the G. And will that solidify David Teague as head coach? It's an interesting one because the fans really like Teague now, don't they? But Jaddy had those rude negative comments about it. Bloody I'm not man. sure. I don't quite have the inside word on what's happening there. <laughs> I would have expected you to have the inside <laughs> word. I'm quite disappointed. <laughs> I actually quite like Reese uh, Reese Shaw as yeah. a North coach. I reckon he'd bring a great culture. Apparently, he's loved, loved by all. Well, you and I have met Reese, haven't we? Yes, bought yeah. a few jugs at the uh, bought us a few jugs at the Harp. What he's a man! A, the Harp yeah. Hotel Boxing Day was it 2015? Yeah, I it was so. him, uh, Dane Beams, Heater, Heater, and uh, Hugh Beasley, and an old uh, ex Brisbane Lions player. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, boy, was that good fun. <laughs> Boys, I don't know about you, but I've loved having an original three-member team back this week. It's been fantastic, I think. Yeah, it's actually felt a bit different. It's felt weird. I got used to having uh, someone off the bench for us, but yeah, I, I like it. It's, it's good to be back. We're back, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
Next week, we'll be back with Dan Speak returning from his six-week escape to Europe. I'm sure we'll finally have to find out which netball team he's been playing for because... Do you reckon he's picked up a team over there? Oh, I reckon. He, he played cricket over there. I know that. So maybe yeah. maybe played a game of netball as well. Who knows? Oh, well, the Netball World Cup was in London last week. <laughs> he's so probably there. He's probably there, just on the sidelines. Yeah. We'll have to get him to report in. Are we going to bring back Boots Scootin' when he's back? Oh, I think so. I think it's definitely due... Is he going to go three from three next week, Lockie? That's the question. No idea, AJ. Um, <laughs> just going to chuck a quick plug in. Here we go. <laughs> this Saturday, the Bullion Bull Ants will be playing, and there's oh. rumours that Jack Plant will be debuting at <laughs> centre-half forward. The link-up man to me at full forward. So if you've got nothing to do, come down. I'll uh, tweet the details <laughs> later. These are unconfirmed rumours. <laughs> unconfirmed. And he won't be doing that on the four-quarter time Twitter, but (laughs) (laughs) while we're there, give us a follow on four-quarter time (laughs) underscore EP.